you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. Rubenstein and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 132. Well, hi guys. I am here today with Dr. Sarah Miller, Mastermind Mom and amazing doctor, pediatrician, an internist and Lindsay Scheinbein, who is also a mastermind mom and a member of the mastermind parenting team. She switched over, became a, a part of the team. How long ago? A year and a half? Yes. A year and a, half. a year and a half or a year and three months, maybe. And today's episode is really just a conversation. Um, I was talking with Sarah and Sarah, you've been in the mastermind we just talked about it. We, you think going on two years? Yes, I think so. I know. <laughs> going on to, yeah, just so everybody knows, we have a crazy high retention rate because <laughs> we never want to leave. We just, you know what? It's like, it's just ongoing and it just feels good. And it's just that kind of support built in. But Sarah, um, Sarah's very supportive, wonderful mom and, um, always takes part in like our extra experiences and has really dug into the work. And I've talked about this on the podcast a couple of times that I love my physician moms, which we have had several in the mastermind. Um, I don't know. There's I feel like I need to like, like blast all the physician mom groups because man, you guys are freaking action takers. Like, Y'all are not effing around. If you're, you're like, okay, I got things to do. I'm here. I paid for this program. I'm going to do the work and I'm going to, I'm going to get everything I can out of it. And so you are just like a complete example of that person. And, um, and Sarah started, you just, you just branched out on your own and started your own practice. Like, like how long ago? I did like two months ago, two months ago. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yes, in the middle of our pandemic and in the middle yeah. of homeschooling, and but I just, I guess, like everything, I just forged ahead and did it. And you did it, and you know, and and it's just, I mean, I know, I don't think anybody ever thinks this when you're becoming a doctor that you're going to be also probably a business owner, and then you got to learn all these things besides just besides doctoring. Right, it's a lot. It's been a steep learning curve, but it's been. I'm the most excited to practice medicine that I've been in the last five years for sure. Why? I like being able to do 
things on my own terms finally, you know, provide the care that I want to provide without time limits, without, I don't take insurance in the practice. And so without the confines of other arbitrary rules and regulations and just being able to connect with my patients. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this whole concierge way of practicing medicine. It's very interesting to me. So it's a concierge practice for um, adults or kids. And um, by not accepting insurance, I don't have, um, I don't have a schedule to fill. I don't have a schedule to keep. I I can just be accessible to my patients when and where they need me. So Mm people can become a member and there's, it's a monthly membership be very similar to your model really. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you're a member, you get access to me um, by phone, email, text, visits, home visits. So um, and I'm just able to provide care like, you know, like old fashioned, uh, several patients have said, this reminds me of when I was or, you know, my parents told me about how when they were growing up or when we grew up and there was a neighborhood, a family doctor. And so it's back to that feel of somebody who knows you and your family. You know, I think it's sort of interesting, like right now, everybody's talking, obviously the pandemic is terrible. And, um, and, you know, there are some, some sort of like back to the basics. uh, I think positive things that are coming out of it. And so it's interesting that, you, you know, you launched your practice during this time and so many of us are getting the memo in our lives that we, it's time to get back to some of the things that I think that we've lost in our society. And it's just like basic connecting and, and even, you know, more intimacy with the people you love in your home, who you're with all the time, but also like having that kind of intimate relationship with a doctor who really knows you and isn't trying to rush you out. I mean, I, sp- I think especially for parents who may be like new parents, but even all parents, like when something's going on with your kid and you go to the pediatrician and it's like more than a sore throat, you know, like, like you have a, let's say you have a child that you're worried about, has some serious behavior problems. The teacher's sort of hinting that they're having, they're not focused and they have a hard time sitting in their seat or following directions, or maybe somebody throughout the term, there might be some kind of delay or executive functioning issue. And it sounds super serious. And, um, and so I think for parents, I mean, Sarah and I have talked about this where a lot of times parents think pediatricians are like the end all be all like you guys are the knowers of everything that has to do with kids. And I was telling Sarah that a friend of mine, who's also a doctor who was sort of laughing and she's like, yeah, it's like when people come and ask me like, you know, nutrition questions with their little babies, she's like, I want to say to them, dude, I, I had like eight hours of nutrition of any kind of nutrition training when I was in med school. I don't know, go call a nutritionist, but like, you can't do that as a doctor because you've got to be like the all knowing doctor. And so, you know, I think it's interesting that you're starting this practice. You're really knowing your patients. And also when you have one, a parent who starts to ask you about behavior problems or things that go beyond sort of like, you know, 
medicine that has to do with the physical body. Like, how do you handle those types of scenarios? Like, what, what do you do? So it's so true. Um, everything that you said, and when those concerns are extremely, they come up all the time in a pediatrician's office and they take time to flesh out. There's no way to in a 15 minute office visit, really figure out what's going on with the family. And so, and those are some of my favorite conversations to have because a lot of times these parents haven't had anyone else to open up to about what's going on mm-hmm. and someone who wants to help them find a solution. And so I love discussing it, but in a traditional office setting, the time is just so limited that what ends up happening is you farm it out to say, go talk to a psychiatrist, go talk to a therapist so that they can then flesh it out with that person. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so the physician, even though I know in some of my other practice settings, I wanted to delve into it more, but I just physically couldn't. And so we end up referring out and then you end up going to specialist after specialist or therapist after therapist. So the pediatrician, um, those constraints are unfortunate. I, what should happen is a parent has the ability to talk it out with the pediatrician and then come up with a plan together. Like the pediatrician may not have all the answers Mm -hmm. um, because it's true. We don't get much nutrition training. We don't get much behavioral training. We know the typical development. We understand, you know, how to identify when something may be off track. But as far as the next step, we don't, you know, when you're talking to your pediatrician and they're giving you a, a parenting advice, they're basically talking from their own personal experience, whatever that is from their life. <laughs> and so you're not getting, um, you're not getting it advice really grounded. You don't know where the advice is grounded in. And so what you want is a team member, someone who can, you can listen to and can then help you come up with where to turn next and what to do next. That's what I love to do now. It's like when my friend was like, I want to say, dude, I had like eight hours of nutrition training. And I'm like, people need to know that. Why can't you guys be humans? Like, why can't, why, why are you supposed to have all the answers about things that you didn't receive training? Like what's wrong with just Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, I have a resource network and I have some ideas. Um, and I'm going to, it doesn't necessarily need to be a psychiatrist that I'm going to refer you out. Like I, I love, there's lots of different types of therapies that I love and that have helped, you know, me with my kids in our lives. But I always say like the first step should not be going to all these different specialists. What if the first step was learning some new tools and strategies yourself you know, through something like mastermind parenting or a positive parenting program. What if you learn, what if, I mean, what if that just, that's where I want there to be a paradigm shift where it's a pediatrician's understanding before we start making a mountain out of a molehill and go into diagnoses and labeling and, and, and immediately go there. You know, I feel like it's like when a teacher has an issue with a kid, it's almost like, up oh, this kid's fidgeting, you know, they're going to need medicine. They're going to need, 
you know, and, and I'm not anti-medicine and I'm not anti, like ADHD is a real thing. Avery Rubenstein has ADHD. She will tell you that she does. It wasn't diagnosed until she was in seventh or eighth grade. She totally coasted and got along and then middle school hit and, you know, the work caught up with her and she really does. She really does have ADHD. So I'm not saying that's a bogus diagnosis. I just feel like we go, we get there too quickly. And I think a lot of it is that we have overtaxed pediatricians who also um, are following this guideline where it's just sort of this unspoken thing where you're supposed to be the knower of all things kids mm-hmm. and, um, and not be able to, you know, offer a lot of different options. I agree. And there's pressure to, from the parent and as a pediatrician to come up with an answer, you know, an, a name, a diagnosis, um, because in other aspects of medicine, that's the goal, you know, to leave with an answer. And that's why you came and saw your doctor. And to be able to change that mindset, I think is critical. Um, and I often counsel my patients when we're talking about behavioral issues or development issues, that it doesn't really matter what we call it. And to, mm-hmm. the we're just thinking about the name, whoever this child is, and that's who we're dealing with, not a diagnosis or coming up, leaving with some kind of an answer. It's not going to change anything we do. We're going to figure out what skills need to be built, what skills are lagging, how to help the kid become his best self, and and shift the focus away from diagnosis. I don't know how it got so skewed over to that, but it's definitely somehow become the goal of a visit when most people and understandably too because you think if i get a diagnosis then i can get an answer and then we'll be done right and um well let me just say this i think it's it's efficiency it's sort of like it, it ties into kind of what we were saying like right now during this time we're all sort of getting back to the basics going more old school on things realizing that our society got so we've all gotten addicted to efficiency and busyness and look i i love i love things about technology i love efficient systems i love working smarter not harder like there's so much about that that i love but i think like it's like you know when you only have 15 minutes with someone and they come in and they pay an office visit and they, you know, they have the, the school breathing down their neck, they feel like, because their kid can't sit in their seat and they're seven year, a seven-year-old boy, which everybody listening just know that's normal. Um, and you think that your kid isn't normal. Um, and so I think we're all just for the sake of efficiency, we just want to get answers and we want to have the problem solved and we've got this diagnosis and this is going to be the end all be all. And, and, you know, humans are not robots. Like our, that is not serving our kids to have that mindset. Yeah. It's not. So I really wanted to invite Lindsay here because I think Lindsay's story, um, it followed my story in a lot of ways where I was searching for answers. I knew when I had, when my son was young, I, I, I always said like, he, like he, it was almost like he was a puzzle. I was trying to figure out. Um, and there was just a, there was just a mama intuition that I knew. Um, and he was my oldest, um, that I knew I was like, he's in a bad mood a lot. And like, 
I'm not, there's no reason for him to be in such a bad mood. Like he's sleeping well, he's eating well. Like I was reading all the child development books. I was doing all those things. And so I knew there was just something to figure out. And so I went down that road of going to lots of different specialists and, um, and doing lots of diagnostic tests and diagnostician appointments and, um, and different, you know, there was, there were, I went down that road. Um, and that was a long time ago. Um, and Lindsay's closer to it. And so when she, when she came to mastermind, really, you just stumbled upon us because one of your friends dragged you to a workshop I was throwing, but you were already under the care. I mean, like you didn't even want to add another piece to the mix because you had lots of people involved. Right. So tell us a little bit about what was going on. My goal at the time, um, in my mind, I don't think I was aware of my thoughts like I am now, but I remember thinking that the more times a week we could get into therapy, the faster, like we would get results. So for three years, that was the goal, like as many therapists as possible, like, because, um, you know, that fixer mentality. I want to fix it. There's a problem. What was, what was the pain? What was the pain point? Like what was, was have, what, what was the issue that you were like, okay, I got to start going, you know, and did you um, start with your pediatrician? I started with my pediatrician. I knew that there was something wrong. I knew that the outbursts and the rage and the going from zero to 10 being angered so easily that there was something not right. And, um, the pediatrician, I remember handed me like a list of options at the time. I, it was my former pediatrician and I didn't end up going through that route, but, um, I ended up finding a different psychology, um, practice. And the main reason it was like, we were freaking out over everything, freaking out over touching his things and his papers and um, he was hoarding things and obsessed with things in his bedroom, just collecting things. And yeah, I didn't get direction from the pediatrician. It was, I, I got a list of contacts, but I ended up going private. And so I knew there was something wrong. I knew that there was a problem. I knew he was unhappy they didn't know what to do. And so then, and so then, um, like what were some of the therapies that you went to and which ones did you find, you know, did you find to be helpful? So we tried it all. Um, we, I learned some basic beginning concepts at our first practice and it was lovely people nothing bad to say about it. And the way I think about that experience is that, you know, when my child had all these quirky little things, like why are we freaking out over papers we're touching and things going missing? And so we dealt with some of those little behaviors and she gave me some tools and she worked with him on some tools. So in little isolated moments, I had a couple little things I could do, um, 
like, uh, I don't even remember what it was called, perceived control. I learned what that meant, like, which is kind of like our two positive choices. We're, we're empowering them, but like, it was working with him instead of saying, what's going on with him? What can I do to help my child feel better? So for the three years between that therapist, between group therapy, between cognitive behavioral therapy, um, neurofeedback, um, and knowing what I know now and how I was trying to fix him, it's like, ugh. It's like, you know, it was three years of all the different appointments. And um, instead of learning why why this was happening, the therapist, you know, my child went and would sit on the couch and they would ask him questions and he would play with their pretty things in their beautiful offices that I was paying 250 bucks a session for. <laughs> They're like, your kid's amazing. Cause he's like laying on the couch. Like, what's up? He's like, I'm good. <laughs> and they're like, you have a great kid. He's quirky. Yeah. So, you know, they can't see what it's like at home. So there's no, so I'm not faulting their work. These were really smart, caring, professional people that I highly respect that I would love to march in their office and say, I, I want you to know what we do because we can't do it all. We can't, it takes all of us saying there's a better way. It can't just be you. It can't just be me. So if we all work together, because if I had had, I have the chills. If I had had someone that could do the whole piece of like, not, no, don't get wrapped up in the name, the ADHD, the anxiety, the depression. Because if you focus on that, you're just getting obsessed with the wrong things. But if you can actually thank God for Mastermind and Randy, like figure out really why your child is hurting and understand that hurt people are hurting people and that your kids aren't acting this way because they're jerks. They're acting this way because they're in pain. And so when we can teach parents that, then these children can go from anxiety, other specified ADHD with the side of depression to confident, thriving, um, independent, <laughs> independent, kind, Wait, tell the story real quick. Tell the story real quick. Kind, confident, helpful, helps his, he's helping his mom because Lindsay works with Mastermind and so she'll make like these little charts that we send uh, new members like to help them with morning routine. And, and so they will laminate these things. So Lindsay's got her boys all helping with all the things. And he, she had to give me the heads up the other day that her strong-willed one, which is her middle son, he really wanted to hop on a call with me because he, and I told Scott this, my husband, um, and he thought it was the cutest thing. Scott is a business guy. Um, he wanted to find out like why I'm not paying him. Like he is officially working for mastermind too. 
And, um, and so he was ready to negotiate some pay. And I, so I said, I said, okay, so Lindsay's son now wants to hop on a call because, he, <laughs> because he, he's been doing a lot of laminating and a lot of work and he really feels like, you know, he deserves a paycheck. <laughs> and Scott, uh, Scott's thinking, you know, future business tycoon. He's like, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. And how much are you paying him? And when are you getting on that call? Um, and no, but I want you to tell the story about how the principal public school, really great public school in their neighborhood. He reached out to the principal. Tell, tell a little bit about that. My strong willed child on his own saw a notification about the school wide meeting on zoom and that it was going to be in a few days. Parents come, blah, blah, blah. So fast forward, I'm in the bathtub. He comes in and he's smiling ear to ear because he's won an award for being the first person to call the principal. <laughs> I'm like, tell me more. Cause in mastermind, we learned that like, you have to be a safe place to land if you want your kids to feel confident to tell you things. So in my mind, I was like, what you called the principal, but I was like, you know, duct tape um <laughs> she, he messaged her typing saying well, can you send me the the link for the call and which wasn't for kids it was for the parents and she, she responds tells them where it is and then there's a button where with a phone that you can push and he calls her and she answers and they talk Principal of a public school. First of all, I love her. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And um, I guess after they got off the phone, he shows me their conversation. So they've gone to the chat now. And he tells her that he loves school and that he's sad that it's not going to be in person. And she writes back saying... Wait, let me interrupt you for a second. This is a kid that that Lindsay was convinced because of all the diagnoses that, you know, he was such a problem to get up to go to school and every day after school for a couple of years, like she was just like going to have to like make, I, you know, make contact with the teacher, get a little report. Did, how did he do in school today? Was he okay? He wasn't necessarily social making friends. Like it was a big effort to get him to school. And then what was the report going to be after school? And now fast forward to our little mastermind. And picking, um, picking him up early. This is what's like gut wrenching. Cause I know, how ineffective and what a freaking waste of my time and money. But think about all the times I picked him up for school for therapy. You have no idea. Right. Taking him out. And now fast forward, he's um, calling the principal on his own saying he misses school. He loves school. He's confident enough to reach out to her. Okay, now go keep going. I'll, I'll so he said the school's Mark Twain. So he says, my middle name is Mark. It's named after my dad's dad, but he died. So he's like opening up personal stuff and telling her. And so um, on the call with the school to the whole, so all K through five, um, I was near Daniel but I was like on with my earbuds that are misplaced and 
she starts talking about how this kid calls her and I like run in the room and I put it on speaker and I hand handle the phone. I'm like, she's talking about you. And she's like, I had this child call me. It was so amazing. And she was saying how like, you know, the community and like being there for each other, all that good stuff. That's what's important. And when this child called her, how much it made her day. And he, he's like kind of, you know, starting to smile and he starts typing in the chat box saying I'm here like, and I was like whoa I had to like lay down a boundary because he our highly sensitive nervous system kids need that like nope we can't actually call her and be chatting with the principal during her call no so he's like okay but um I didn't yeah. even t- tell you the end of it which was I wrote her an email the next day saying oh I told Daniel that I was impressed with his bravery and he said why why I said because you didn't know if she was gonna answer the phone I emailed this to Miss Patton you didn't know she was gonna answer the phone and you put yourself out there you didn't know she may have not even she may say I don't have time to talk to kids and you did it anyway that was brave and he he goes you know our highly sensitive like what do you say black and white fingers he goes it wasn't with a straight face. It wasn't brave. I knew she was going to answer. Mm. And I'm like, who? Oh, guys, the chills again. Who like, are you? Amazing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this was a kid that was, Sarah, like how many kid parents come into your office and it's like, they've got a kid that shut down and angry and in what we call defense zone. I mean, he wouldn't even let Lindsay kiss him. He was like control. He felt so out of control in his body. So much anxiety. That foot on his carpet. He wouldn't, he wanted to control everything. Right. And now fast forward this. That takes an incredible amount of work. And for a parent to recognize that and take an active role in it. I mean, I see that happen like never in my practice. (laughs) I have to add one more tidbit that I find to be the most fascinating before, and then I'm going to be quiet because I know that there's a lot more important things to say. My most fascinating thing, when I think of therapy life, which is like pre-mastermind to post-mastermind, and my biggest takeaway that I, if any listeners who have, are having a hard time with their children and don't know which way to turn is that my experience with the traditional model of therapy was that um, we worked on things, for example, when you're anxious, you're controlling. When you anxious, when you feel stressed and nervous, you show up as controlling, right? And so one of the things that he was working on when he was four was this thing called a flexible stick. We got little goody favors. One I'm not the, talking. What, what, one of the therapists gave you the flexible stick. Yes. Okay. And it was cool. You know, it's more fun to be flexible. Um, when we are flexible with our thoughts, it feels better because he was so rigid. Like there was no changing his mind because as I know now, he was just trying to protect himself. Um, but so it was our homework. Like, flexible? Are we being flexible? Are we not? So my point in that story is 
when he was so strong-willed and so explosive and angry and depressed, the more he was hurting, because I didn't understand that that's what was going on, the more I showed up with trying to shut it down, to trying to fix it, to trying, you know, I'm the mom that's going to do anything for my kids. So I have to fix this now. And so I showed up the chills and like I tried to make it stop. And so when you try to control and you try to fix and you try to stop and shut something down, what I now know, it doesn't work. You can't do that. So now I guess, but did, would you like when he was in those moments, were you showing up like, here's your flexible stick. Remember what Dr. So-and-so said. Yeah. You like when you're flexible, like sharing your cookie when you have 20, cause he was hoarding. When you're flexible and you share your things, it feels better, right? And no, that didn't work. The shocking thing of the whole story is that I was rigid. Mm -hmm. I was controlling. I was anxious and stressed and like freaking out because my child was. And the more he was freaking out, the more I was going to control it. This can't happen. And so here I am doing my homework but I didn't know how to show up as a flexible adult parent. And so through the mastermind program, I had to learn that. And through not even the program, just through this work of um, I am the pack leader and I am going to keep you safe and healthy. And it's my job to do that. And I'm going to give you all this flexibility within that. Like that's hard to do when you have a child that might march to a little different beat. So it, 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 the little homework, it was cute. It might work like as a conversation starter, but to have a flexible thinker and to be flexible with how you show up, um, we have to work on liking skills and the adults. Who, well, you had, to, you had to work on your own. I had to learn how to be flexible myself and say, wait, what do you think? Like that wasn't an option. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into it all, but, um, that's my biggest, just if I'm thinking like, if I could have known then what I know now, I had to learn how to be more flexible so that he, because when he saw that I could listen to what he was thinking and his opinion was now important to me and I had to learn how to do that. Then it was like, okay, you trust me. I can trust you too. So it just, it's a process where these little kiddos have to feel safe and unfortunately can't be done in a isolated once a week, drop your kid off and everything's going to be okay. Like I said, these people are extremely talented And I actually think that a collaboration with the medical world and this type of work would be so beautiful because it, it takes a village, right? Yep. Yep. I agree. I mean, that I I was telling Sarah, I said, you know, my real dream, I love occupational therapists and I think that they understand these highly sensitive kids so well. And, um, and they can translate to parents what's really going on with your kids and they build a rapport and they do that skill building piece, you know, where they help them learn how to balance their nervous system, you know, and they bring all like, like, I mean, I remember somebody recently was talking about 
and I know you've had this issue, Lindsay, I don't know if you've had this, Sarah, or if you've seen it where like a lot of sensitive kids have trouble with seams in socks. Yeah. Right. And so like, you know, so for Amanda, who is our resident occupation, she's a certified occupational therapist, but she's also a mastermind parenting coach, you know, she'll like give us all these tips and tools on what, you know, some, you know, sensory, different sensory tools and hacks and things. And she, I mean, she puts swings inside people's houses and she's like, you know, some kids really do well when they're feeling, you know, when their nervous system is totally off balance and then they have this swing, it can really recalibrate them. And then some kids, it does the opposite. It makes them nauseous and it's terrible, you know? So it's like, it's not a one size fits all approach. Um, but my dream is that we would have occupational therapists who are trained in mastermind parenting and having them contract with different pediatricians office so that when you have parents come to you and they're struggling with these issues, you can say, we have an occupational therapist that we work with and they, you know, there's this amazing parenting program and they'll hold your hand and walk you through it and, um, and get you back on track. And this works. I like, love that idea. I would love it. I mean, I think it also is, you know, look, all of our goal is to help the kids, like just do the thing that works to help the kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that when a kid is shut down and they go to a play therapist's office or when they're a shut down teenager and they go to a, you know, a psychologist's office and there's a rapport and it's finally a safe place that they can, you know, connect with another adult, I think that can be a beautiful, a beautiful piece of the, of the healing equation. And what a lot of my colleagues who are traditional psychologists tell me and occupational therapists, when they have one hour a week or 45 minutes a week with a kid, but nothing's changing at home, they're beating their, these professionals are beating their heads against the wall saying we have, it takes a village. We have to all collaborate. All the professionals, the parents, all the grownups need to come and collaborate so that we can truly support this kid and help them get to a better place. And it can happen quickly if we just follow the right recipe and we all work together. And I think a pediatrician's role can then, we think of doctors as your medical home and coordinating specialists and the pediatrician could actually bring those pieces together for the family in a way that right now they're just many are not equipped to do when they don't know the resources to even reach out to and then having the time to sit and put all those pieces together with the parents um, I think that just that would have been a gift I'm telling you it's almost like when when you have a family member go into the hospital and you hire a hospitalist isn't, I mean, right. Isn't that, it's like the coordinator of the care. Yes. Um, exactly. I would love to see that dynamic shift. And, you know, also the other piece that I would love to kind of cover is <laughs> let's go there, Lindsay, about the laser chick who keeps asking if I'm a psychologist. Mm, yeah. So, really? yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like, 
So, so there's this ama- there's this woman, and she's evidently amazing laser hair removal, and she does incredible eyebrows, and um, and so she is a mom. I don't know her, but um, but she's had a kid on one of my kids' teams, so she's like another mom at my kid's school. So we don't know each other, but we know of each other, and um, and she keeps asking Lindsay, like, like so what are her credentials? Is she a psychologist? Um, and she, so she keeps asking this and Lindsay's like, um, no, the company's called mastermind parenting. We have a program. Um, so what would you say if somebody as a doctor, you know, and look, and this is the interesting thing. I'm a big fan of laser hair removal (laughs) and, and years like I, I, when laser hair removal started hitting the mainstream, like whatever, 15 years ago, barely, I was like, I am going and getting that shit done. And I remember I was that person who was like, I only want to go to a doctor. I need to go to a doctor. So I went to this doctor's office and he said, well, I actually have somebody who works here in my practice and she's our, you know, laser specialist, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I want a doctor. I want you to do it. So anyway, I had him doing it and it was like awkward and he was like a man and I was like getting my bikini, you know, <laughs> like it was, it was a little uncomfortable. And, um, and then one, t- I got it comfortable enough for the practice. And I think the laser lady was in with not Lindsay's laser lady. This is another lazy laser lady. And, um, and so she was in, I think a lot of times with me and the doctor and she and I built a rapport. And finally I was like, you know what, Martha can just do it. And once I started going to Martha, I was like, Martha is so much better than the doctor. Martha does this all day long. Martha's just here because it's the doctor's practice and we got to, it's all the red tape with the doctor, but it's really Martha that's the laser expert. So I think it's funny that the laser chick um, is probably, you know, she's not a doctor. She's probably to do laser hair removal. She has to be sort of like, I guess, sponsored by a doctor or whatever, but she's the expert doing it. And she's saying, Hey, wait, is she a psychologist? Is she a psychologist? So I'm kind of like, no, I'm the parenting laser chick, you know? So what would you say, Sarah, when you have a parent that comes in and you're like, you know, look, this would be the program that I recommend. And if they were like, was she a therapist? Is she a doctor? Like, how would you sort of sell them on why this method is legit? Why mastermind is legit? Sure. I think that's a perfect example because most parents don't, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what is out there. They don't have the language um, uh, to understand of different resources. Um, and so they're thinking psychologists, psychiatrists, that's, that's what I need. That's what we've got. Um, and so I think it's really important for a pediatrician to be able to give people the understanding of what other resources are out there like yourself. And, and so I sell it as, um, you know, a parenting, um, a parenting program. Um, and, and a lot of times I find parents have never really been offered that resource. Mm -hmm. They've never been told that their child is just a, a unique, special human, (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with them. They've literally never been told that they just think there's something wrong. And where do I have to go to find out what's wrong? Um, 
and the first time that they hear um, that, and I like to call it like Randy does, um, that you know their kid just had is a superpower. Their their um, their strong-willed nature is actually their superpower, and that mastermind will help them to learn how to harness that, to understand it, to make your parenting match their needs and to understand your child in a way you've never understood them before. And so I tell them that Mastermind is, um, and Randy, it's a parenting program that's gonna help you really understand your child and yourself. And when they hear that, I generally, when I really am able to sit down and explain it, it's a huge sigh of relief. And when they listen to the podcast or I refer them to a few resources and they hear their child in those words for the first time ever, that sells them. I mean, they're, they're done. <laughs> they're like, okay, I'm finally somewhere where somebody understands me for the first time ever. First time. Well, I think that that's why it's been interesting when with my moms that are doctors in the mastermind, because I, I was joking with um, Brooke, who is, lives in California, and I remember joking with her, and I said, because, oh, she was, because I was, I was talking about EFT tapping, and she's like, listen, when you start going into some of that stuff, you're going to lose, you're going to lose those of us <laughs> who are just too Western for that kind of craziness, and I was like, I was like, you know what? What have you got to lose? It's like a guided meditation. You tap on a couple acupressure points. It's not a big deal. Try it. If it doesn't work, then bag it, you know? And, and so I said, and we were kind of chatting and I said, what brought you here in the first place? Like, like if you're that Western that you're opposed to like tapping on some acupressure points and listening to a guided meditation, like, how did you end up here with me? And she's like, honestly, I've, tried all the traditional approaches. I'd read countless books. I have access to so many colleagues. I picked so many people's brains. I'd taken another parenting class that was taught by one of my colleagues who was a psychologist. She's like, nothing worked. It just didn't work. And so she goes and, and we, I had done all the assessments on her. So I knew how she was, her brain was wired and she's a major action taker. And she, and in her mind, she was like, these are my kids. Like, it's not an option not to figure this out. So I'm going to step out of my Western box and I'm going to, you know, explore a different resource. And, um, she goes, and so I just decided to go for it. And then I joined the mastermind and I was like, Oh, this actually works. Okay. Yeah. More of this. And, um, and so I, I laughed because I'm always like, yeah, you guys know you're not coming here first. And I think the other piece is, is that because I don't have the confines of, you know, needing to be like the super professional buttoned up, my license is on the line here. Like I can put it in regular language. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a dad recently say, uh, he said, <laughs> he, he, one of our newest VIP families, I'm not going to name their names, but he was like, it's fun listening to the trainings. You'll drop an F-bomb here or there. And I said, there is a little bit of showmanship in it because you know what? Like in my mind, I'm thinking we're helping these kids and it's got to be fun. And that's part of why we put so much into the community too, because I'm like, it's got to be fun. There, It's got to be entertaining. 
I want to tell stories and keep you engaged because what's the point? It's like when Lindsay was going to all the therapists and they're talking about what was the lingo they used? The per- I don't even know. You're muted. The flexible stick? Not the flexible stick, but when they said the perceived understanding, yeah, perceived control, (laughs) yeah, perceived control. It's like even like coercing, and and so I'm just like, let's just break it down and make it like when you confuse, you lose. So we we want to learn new tools. This is not the way most of us were raised. Our conditioning is coming online. We've got a problem to solve. We've got a challenging child who needs our help. Time the you know, the clock is ticking and I'm like, let's make this fun. Let's learn about it in real language and let's not overcomplicate this. And so I think having the freedom to just be able to do it, however, teach it, however is going to be the most effective. Um, I think that's why people are getting such big results because I'm like, let's take the red tape out. I don't really care what y'all think of me. Just Hopefully the concepts will get through. And then most importantly, you're going to go home and you're going to make shifts with your kid and it's going to make sense to them and they're going to feel the difference. That's what we're going for. We just want to get to the outcome, right? I think that the, the reason why people are able to get results is because of the delivery method and the amount of material that is given out at a time because it's, you're not teaching everything in one sitting. It's not overwhelming. So I just think that that, that helped so much because when a parent is in overwhelm because their child's in pain and now all this information is thrown at you at once, it's like, whoa, you just go into kind of shock. So when you join the basics program and it's just trickled out slowly for a parent in overwhelm, it's like, I'm safe. I'm calm. I can handle this. It's okay. Right. Like I can do this. It makes it doable. Makes it, it makes it the way that you describe it makes it learnable. I agree. And then it gives you the chance to have small victories Mm. and that really helps propel. It helped propel me forward. I know. I, you know, the, one of my favorite things about you, Sarah, Sarah was in the mastermind for, I mean, over a year, before your husband kind of joined in, huh? Or how long? Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. He was always supportive in the background, but he was never active at all, probably for about a year. And now he's like our rock star dad. (laughs) He's like, I mean, I know if I put anything out there in the group, he's going to be right there. And I mean, I know y'all are like set, like, because I've been saying that since the beginning, which is like, you know, you guys, this is going to improve your marriage, right? Like I think the thing that people fight the most about is money and kids. And so if we can get you guys on the same page um, and also that other piece is, is I'm like, parenting is not women's work, you know? And, and so I think that I, 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 I'm always like, just get the guy here and I'll, I'll convert him. I'll convert him because when we get him on board, he, you guys are just going to have a better relationship and it's going to be, it's just going to be better for everyone. Um, but it can be hard sometimes, you know? And so a a lot of my moms at the beginning, like you'll, you're, you know, that's my other thing is I'm like, don't shove it down his throat. 
let him come to it in his own time. Hopefully at some point he'll be open and then I'll, I'll sell him on it, but just, you know, but just let him kind of come to it, but don't, don't make him rebel against this information because you're trying to shove it down your throat. So it's kind of a tricky dance, but once I finally get a couple that is both all in the way you guys are, I have to just tell you, like, it's such a high for me. It is. I love You're it. amazing at the, dealing with the spouses. It really is a gift. Sometimes when I have friends who are having marital issues, and I don't even know if it's really related to the kids, I'm like, maybe they should talk to Randy <laughs> and just see if it is a kid issue because I, she'll solve it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't turn into a marital coach, but you'd probably be really good at it. I know. I please. I had a swan dad the other day telling me he wanted to hire me as his business coach. I was like, no, no, no. Mike, I was like, I get it. This, you know what? The skills, they translate to lots of different areas, but I swear to you, my passion is the kids. That's, I mean, that's why I get such a high over a couple being all in because I know when you're both all in, your home is not going to be a toxic environment and your kids are going to feel safe. And mom and dad are on the same page and they're growing together. And it's just like, it's like, it's such a high for me because I truly believe like this is how we change the world is by, is like one family at a time, one home at a time. And um, I know you, you believe that fully, like you're here for the kids. Um, and you say that a lot and you you, I, I just know how deeply that you mean it. And that's part of the reason why I, I'm here. I ref, how, why I refer patients to you because I just trust you so completely that you're doing this for the kids. It's, yeah. it's really um, special. You know, you talk about how you may not have, you know, any certain credentials, but none of that really doesn't matter. <laughs> that's not what it's about or what gives you the skills um, that you have. I think it's sort of, I mean, I'm now sort of at a place where um, I'm sort of at a place where I'm like, this is what I'm, I have a really good friend who's um, a psychologist who's been along with me on this journey all along. And years and years ago, I was going to get a counseling degree and I actually started graduate school for like a hot second. And, um, and she kept saying to me, nope, you've already got it. You've already got it. Like, no, this, and she's a traditional therapist, you know, a doctor and, um, of psychology. And she kept saying, nope, nope, nope. And, and now I say to her all the time, I'm like, you're the person who believed in me before I believed in myself. And I was never meant to have to, to have those traditional credentials, because if I did, I couldn't do it my way and figure out this recipe, which I don't even want to say it's my way because I kind of feel like we're all building this ship together. Like every trailblazer that's in the mastermind, like I learned so much from you guys and, um, and we're all Guinea pigs here. So I feel like we're creating this together and, um, and it's not really the me show. Like, I feel like there's just, you know, there's so much amazingness going on. And it's so cool because I've gotten to be the fly on the wall as she's picked everyone's brain in the mastermind over the past several years as we, as you fine tune the program, because the program is where it is today running 
it's just such an amazing program because of the way you picked everybody's brains. Like, how are you learning? Are you learning this way? Like you studied how people learned the material because of your dedication to making sure that the parents could learn this stuff so that we could help the kids. So yeah, that's I my got goal. to just be the fly. It was fun. It, fun now. It was a lot of work, but it was, it's crazy to see just the progression of where it is now. It's so cool. Well, I don't think it would be where it is now if I didn't have, I mean, really I say because I have a Lindsay. Um, I mean, I needed somebody as committed, as, as Lindsay would say, we're committed to the mission. Like I needed some, cause there was, it was lonely a long, a lot of the time. And I was working round the clock to try and figure things out that really weren't my zone of genius. Like, you know, some of the, like how people effectively learn. Um, and laying things out systematically, that is not my natural skill set. And so, um, and so I was exhausted, my brain hurt. And, um, and so having somebody else right here by my side, who's as dedicated to the mission, as well as moms like you, Sarah, who are like, um, you know, child development specialists, right? Like, where I think that, that, that moms like you who've been so committed to the process also have been very inspiring to me and helped me to believe in the mission more. And, um, and so I feel like we really are all building this together. It's just, it's amazing. And um, okay. So let me say, I want to give a little plug for you, Sarah, and your new practice, because what you're doing is unbelievable. And thank you. the same. It's like me. It's like whenever I have a member who reaches out to me to tell me some win or something they're struggling with and they can, and people are like, I can actually reach you. And I'm like, yes, you can reach me. Yes. You listen to my podcast. And now you're hearing them. Like, this is a family. We're doing big things here and you are not a number and I'm not on a mission to like run some big, I'm not, a, I'm not on a mission to be some big business mogul. I'm on a mission to help kids feel better. So I love what you're doing and just bringing that humanness back into medicine. So tell people how they can find you if they live in Houston and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, you can go to my website. My practice is called Simply Medicine. Um, the, the website's www.simply-medicine.com. Uh, you can call me, 713-202-5190. Um, I'm, you know, Randy, you've really been an inspiration to me, not only as my parenting coach, but as an entrepreneur and starting this practice. You know, this all... I started this as I went through the program. There's no way that this has not been an integral part of my whole life and my ability to launch out on my own and do things my own way as well. Um, Thank you. I love you guys. I love you guys. Okay. I hear barking dogs. Um, Thanks for listening listeners. Thanks to Sarah and Lindsay for being here with me. And until next week, have a good one. Bye. Hey, podcast listeners. I wanted to tell you about something really special I'm doing on September 19th from 2 to 5 p.m. Central Time. And it's going to be a live Mastermind Parenting Masterclass to have a successful school year. So I'm going to be teaching brand new content. If you love coming to my free stuff, 
This is a virtual half day retreat. My whole team's going to be there, including Amanda, who is a mastermind parenting coach and a licensed occupational therapist. I call her the kid whisperer. She's going to be there and I'm going to be teaching my 5A formula to help you help your strong-willed child and their siblings have an A-plus school year. So I hope you're going to join us and it's going to be a great time. We're going to give it everything we've got. And to sign up, go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash masterclass, all one word, mastermindparenting.com forward slash masterclass. Can't wait to see you there.